live the next chapter of your life on your terms. Stay tuned for the latest on retirement planning, tax strategies, and other financial news to grow your nest egg. This is Retire Right with Sean Mueller, powered by Mueller Retirement Planning. Let's get this party started, huh? Hey there, welcome. Thank you for joining us on Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm not Sean Mueller, I'm James Parker. Sean Mueller's the other guy you're gonna hear, but you need to listen to him when it comes to these retirement topics because this is what he does for a living. He's a financial planner and he helps people with their investments and then turn that into that nice final phase of life called retirement where you take this big pile of money that you've been saving up and you turn it into monthly checks that never run out. And that's the whole point. This isn't like a get rich quick show. This is a financial wisdom education help show. Is that a better description, Sean? I think you nailed it. That was that was really nice. Right. Well, I just want to delineate from the guys that are like, here, man, what you need to do is get 28 rental properties and then invest in gold and then you'll be a millionaire. That's not right. what we do here. So right, right. anyway, so uh, this is a, a kind of a standard show. We did this last year and I, I didn't do it, but I probably could have just taken the notes from last January and repasted them and change some of the numbers here because they do this every year to us. The The IRS has to make a, a bunch of changes to things that are affecting everyone that is going through retirement. So they make little tweaks and changes to Social Security, some tweaks and changes to Medicare. But I want to start with the, the changes that they have announced for 2024 when it comes to your 401k plans, your IRAs, those those retirement savings plans. So what's the what's the new skinny on those, John? All right. You're, you're right. Every year they do this. They're always changing the amounts. It's hard to keep up. And that's why you guys are listening to the show. So we can help break it down for you. But now, as James was saying, those 401ks, those 403bs, those TSPs, you can put up to $23,000 per year in there for this year. And then for those folks that are over the age of 50, the IRS gives you a little catch up of $7,500. So you could stuff away $30,500 in those 401ks, 457s, TSPs. So they gave you a little bit of bump this year. Well, that's better. I mean, I'm not going to get to that level, but I imagine if there's people later in life and they're in their high income years and they want to throw as much money as possible, they can throw a little bit more in this year. Yeah, that's what I would agree. I think a lot of folks get down on themselves if they're not able to max these things out. But you're talking about a lot of money there trying to stuff away, call it $30,000 in a 401k. That's not easy for folks. And I know a lot of folks nowadays are focusing on putting Roth money in those 401ks. So basically you're paying the taxes on that money. And in the future, uh, when you withdraw that money, uh, it should be tax-free. It should grow tax-free. So when you're doing that, I mean, that's even harder in itself because you're paying taxes up front on it. All right. So tell me, what's the the catch-up contribution? What's that all about? Yeah. So that's for those folks that are over 50 years old, $7,500, you're able to put in additional to that $23,000. So why I don't I don't understand why they even have a real catch up at age 50. I mean, if you're going to let 50 year olds do it, well, why can't a 30 year old do it if they can afford to do it? You know, so I don't understand. It's some silly rules that the the government always wants to slip in there. Okay, but hey, the the trigger for that is sounds pretty low for, you know, these retirement plans Uh, age 50. The rules are already changing on you. I think that's the, the lowest age marker we have in these programs. Pretty much, you know, we always go, you know, there's always like 59 and a half. That's the age of when you could start uh, withdrawing off of your 401k penalty free. Uh, There's, uh, 
you know, same thing with IRAs, traditional IRAs and that there's age 62 for social security, 67 for social security, age 70. And then you're talking about required minimum distributions at age 73. So there's all these numbers that are getting yeah. thrown around. And this is what we try to help you guys with on the show is just what does all this stuff mean? Well, tell us about some of the changes for social security coming in 2024. Well, some of the folks may have already felt it. You're getting a 3.2% cost of living adjustment on there. So just help with all this inflation and all of that. The thing is with that, you know, the cost of living in other areas, whether it be food or healthcare, is going up quicker than that. Uh, so really, Social Security cost of living isn't keeping up with those things, but at least you're getting something this year, 3.2%. Uh, so you'll get a little bit of a bump in your in your monthly paycheck. So the the cost of living increase it it's so so deceptive because it sounds like you're getting a raise but you've talked about on previous shows that if you calculate it compared to the rate of inflation the spending power over the last 20 or so years of your social security check has dropped and not by like a few percent by a significant amount Absolutely. Uh, I, I believe since 2000, it's roughly about 36% that uh, the spending power has dropped. I mean, that is significant. 36%, that's huge. So yes, you are getting these cost of living adjustments, but everything else just keeps skyrocketing as far as cost of living goes. I mean, again, you know, you take what you can get, right? You, at least they're giving you something. Oh, I'm still going to cash the check. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so another one of these numbers that they tweak almost every year is the maximum taxable earnings cap for 2024. And, you know, before I started doing financial shows with financial advisors, uh, I didn't know that your social security tax was happening to everybody uh, only up until a certain point. It's almost, uh, I mean, it's almost like it is. It's a regressive tax where poor people or lower income people pay less of, as a percentage of their income than people who are in the stratosphere. Yeah, I think, I mean, really, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, before I got into this industry, I mean, I didn't I didn't even understand that there was a maximum taxable earnings cap on Social Security, but it is getting bumped this year. So so basically, for those folks that are making one hundred and sixty eight thousand six hundred, you're going to be paying Social Security tax uh, uh, on that amount. Now, that basically covers about ninety four percent of working Americans. So only 6% basically in America make more than that 168,600. Yeah. You know, that sounds like a, a fantasy being, well, $168,000, but that's a, a lot of people. Uh, there's quite a few people. And look, it's not that you make 168,000 your entire career, but you know, at mm -hmm. the pinnacle of your career, when you were up there, you know, the highest earning years for, for a lot of people are in your fifties and sixties. And so for the few years that you can uh, clock that, you know, you really need to take advantage of everything that's at your disposal. But uh, another thing that changed because that number keeps going up, the, the maximum taxable earnings cap, that means the maximum monthly payout uh, ticks up a little bit this year, too. Yeah, absolutely. Which is nice, right? They, they're going to give you a little bit more. So basically at full retirement age, so let's just talk about those folks, uh, roughly, what is it? 60, about 67 for, for most folks nowadays. Uh, you're looking at $3,822 a month. So that would be your maximum as far as your social security benefit at your full retirement age. But here's the, something to note on that, which it took me by surprise. Only 2% of beneficiaries who are receiving Social Security actually qualify for the maximum amount because there's other factors that go into it. Remember, they're taking 35 years uh, of your wages. So you, you basically have to 
max out those 35 years of wages. So that brings us back to that other number that we were talking about, how they keep increasing it. So uh, basically 168,600. That means if you make that, you're maxing out your social security benefit for the year. So you have to do that for 35 years. So that's that's hard for most Americans. Yeah, I haven't done that for one year. Uh, I'm I'm shocked at two percent of beneficiaries qualify for the max benefit. That's that's probably a high estimate. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that caught me by surprise. Uh, but LeBron uh, James wouldn't qualify for it at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right because uh, it basically when he was 18 years old. I mean, he I mean, that's when he got into the NBA. So that's when he started started working so he doesn't have quite 35 years in but i have a hunch i have a hunch that he's going to qualify for that <laughs> well it's it's good to see that these people will be getting the max benefit you know don't want them to miss a miss a meal no no absolutely not all right and uh another tweak that happens on a yearly basis is the portion of your social security benefits that get taxed i know that you as a financial advisor have had to console people when they're shocked to find out that their social security benefits could be taxed and it used to be a rare thing when it started but now it's a lot more common for you to get taxed on your social security yeah it's so funny that a lot of folks it catches them by surprise they cannot believe that their social security is going to get taxed and these amounts really haven't changed much so basically they introduced the taxation on your benefit in 1983 so basically 50 percent of your social security could be taxed all the way up to 85 percent of your social security so back then Basically, if you were single and you, you made over twenty five, your provisional income was over twenty five thousand dollars. Fifty percent would be taxed. It was thirty two thousand for married couples. So then you skip to nineteen ninety three, and for those uh, single filers that make over thirty four thousand, uh, or if you're married filing jointly and you're making your provisional incomes over forty four thousand, eighty five percent of your social security will be taxed. So, and those aren't adjusting. So as our incomes slowly increase uh, because of inflation and all of that stuff, more of your benefit for for most folks is going to get taxed. Oh, I see. So they will tick up all of these other little uh, rules and these other little thresholds, but that tax one stays down. Absolutely. And obviously they do that on purpose. Isn't that convenient? All right. We're talking with Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning about some of the changes to your retirement accounts and your investments and anything financial happening for 2024. If you have any questions, 248-988-9696. The website, MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. Coming up next, we'll talk about some of the changes happening to Medicare this year. You're listening to Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Reserve a complimentary copy of Sean Mueller's book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise. Simply text the word book to 248-988-9696. That's book to 248-988-9696. According to the U.S. Debt Clock, in the time you hear this commercial, our nation's debt will go up by $1.5 million. That's more than $2 billion a day. Right now, our debt is over $31 trillion and climbing fast. The question is, how do we pay it off? The answer is increasing taxes. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are historically low or later when rates are potentially higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. Sean
Sean Mueller and his team at Mueller Retirement Planning know what to look for. Sean can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as possible. Call 248-988-9696 to set up a visit with Sean Mueller and Mueller Retirement Planning. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Call now, 248-988-9696. Firm may not give tax advice. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. There's different tiers of money. Have your basic tier, your savings accounts. We're not really looking for that necessarily to make money. Other tiers, maybe a CD or a fixed annuity in there. You want to make sure you have other things in there offsetting the overall risk in your portfolio. Welcome back to Retire Right with Sean Mueller and co-host James Parker. Hey there, welcome back. You're listening to Retire Rights with Sean Mueller. I'm your co-host, James Parker. And we're rolling through some of the changes that happened at the beginning of the year to some of these important financial programs and rules and laws. And whether you like it or not, these are things that govern your life and affect you. So it's not the coolest, sexiest topic to talk about. But this is important because, look, once you get to age 65, Medicare is going to be part of your life. And so whenever the rules change, that's part of our mission statement here is just to keep you updated on all these things that affect your money. And so Medicare 2024 changed some rules for you and the premiums are going up. How much, Sean? Yay, the premiums are going up. Awesome. Said no one. Right. Uh, yeah. So basically uh, for those folks, and and this is one of the things you need to pay attention to as well is when you're doing Roth conversions. I just want to throw that out there. Roth conversions, we talk about a lot on the show, but a lot of folks that try to do Roth conversions on their own don't pay attention to their Medicare tax because basically um, it, they take your modified adjusted gross income. And so you, you got to understand when you're doing things like that and where your income is going to fall, how much your Medicare premium is going to be. So they are increasing them this year. Um, you're looking at for those folks that uh, are single filers, uh, if you make 103000 or less, your Medicare premiums will be uh, just about $175 a month. And for those that are uh, file jointly, married filing jointly, you're looking at you, uh, your modified adjusted gross income able to be as high as 206000 and it would still keep your monthly premiums at roughly about that $175 range. Well, there's uh, another surprise factor for a lot of people, and I, my dad was one of them. He was surprised that they had premiums at all in Medicare. It's like, well, what did you think it was? Just a total giveaway? Yeah, well, apparently they give you A, but part B, you got to you got to ante up and pay. Unfortunately, you also have to be aware of that two-year look back for your premiums um cuz again, a lot of folks they think they're doing the right things when they're doing all of these Roth conversions or how much money they're making in in other investments and and things like that. And what you don't want to do is Potentially, you could be paying roughly, call it $175 a month, and then it pushes you up into you know that $450 or the $560 a month. That is huge, especially if you're a married couple and both of you have to pay that. That is a hefty amount. Yeah. So uh, my parents are not in that higher income bracket where you have to pay the, uh, is it the IRMA? Is that what it's called? That uh, is correct. Yeah, the extra premium. So there's a two-tier premium system. Uh, and my parents are on the lower one, but the people who are in the higher income bracket, they're going to be paying a lot more too. Oh yeah. They get, they get smoked. Um, so, so for instance, and I see more and more folks falling into this, this category, basically 
for those that are that are in the call it if you're married filing jointly uh, the two hundred fifty-eight thousand to three hundred twenty-two thousand dollar range. You're looking at about three hundred fifty dollars a month. But I'm seeing a lot of folks in that three hundred twenty-two thousand up to three hundred eighty-six thousand range, and you're looking at four hundred fifty-four dollars a month. And again, if you're uh, you're you know you and your spouse are of Medicare age, you're both on Medicare. I mean that that is a lot of money because most likely you're going to have some form of a supplemental policy or something like that that you're paying as well. Well, and look, I don't want to, my heart doesn't bleed for people who are in that level of income range because you're still getting a good deal. That's less than I'm paying for my monthly health insurance and uh, I'm not getting a subsidy here, but you know, that still counts. That, that's uh, quite a bit of money that's going to be coming out of your backside. And the other thing that I, I find uh, amusing about this discussion is how when some people of a certain political persuasion talk about that not universal health care, not socialized medicine, but they're starting to call it try this Medicare for all. But in their version of Medicare for all, it covers everything and there's no premiums and there's no co-pays and there's but Medicare has all that stuff. So it, it's very misleading out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know how we would ever implement. Uh, I know some countries do it, but I don't know how we would implement Medicare for all. I mean, obviously taxes would be much, much higher. Um, and then you're talking about a whole nother ball of wax there, especially with our debt being so high where we, we can't even pay that. So, well, well it, we know what it would be. There would be long waits. There would be d diminished quality. Yeah. I mean, if we wanted to get something to happen uh, immediately, we'd have to fly to another country that doesn't do this. And yeah, and which is which is becoming uh, more rare. Uh, you know, more and more countries are doing this. And, you know, I hear it from clients all the time that, you know, they're, they might uh, uh, live part of the year out of the country, and but they want to make sure that they have Medicare here in the United States. They want to make sure that they have, you know, the doctors in that, uh, that, that we have the opportunity to have in the United States. Because like you said, you don't want to have to wait six months to, to get some, you know, a surgery that you need all right uh also in 2024 this is an election year and so i imagine you know this isn't set in stone and this isn't uh, a law or a rule but it has been my observation that we're going to have to go through a, a couple of patterns that have developed in our lifetime and number one this is giveaway season someone's going to get their tax cut or someone's going to get a benefit check or someone's going to get some sort of lanyard or bonus because politicians love to hand out goodies on people when they're on their way to the ballot box. <laughs> That's absolutely true. And we, we're already seeing a little bit. I, I know uh, Biden's talking about uh, helping those uh, maybe lower income folks buy homes or, you know, maybe it's your first time uh, home that you're going to buy. So giving you some form of a credit towards that. But yeah, obviously they're trying to get on your good side. So you vote for them, you know, this year. We're all going to be in for it. It's, it's going to be I'm sure another rough cycle. Let's all just uh, stay calm, take a deep breath, maybe do some yoga. Well, on the more nuanced, nerdy side of things, something else I think is a reasonable prediction to expect for 2024, which doesn't directly affect the guy listening, but the secondary effects most certainly will. And I think the Fed, the Federal Reserve, is going to cut the funds rate this year. I would agree with you. Uh, we we'll see when, um, but they are. But they have to be very careful because if they start doing that, what can happen? And then we start having higher unemployment. Uh, that could eventually spike inflation again. And then you're talking about you know what we were in at the end of the '70s, you know, going into the '80s, where you had hyperinflation. 
wasn't great. So they they really have to be careful on this. But I would assume that they would you know slowly decrease interest rates. You know that way maybe folks can start refinancing their homes again, things like that. That which would help. But you have to be really careful. Yeah, and I, I'll be interested to see if that turns around the the housing market. You know, because when interest rates went up. Uh, I'm one of the people that sort of calcified in my situation because I jumped into this house at don't 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 throw anything at me here, Sean. My mortgage rate is two point nine five percent. That's that sounds so good. That's music to my ears. Oh, it's that's... delicious because on a monthly level, I mean, that saves me hundreds of dollars. If I were to go buy this exact same house today, I think my monthly payment would go up more than three hundred bucks. Yeah. Just that the slight, you know, change in interest rates, how much it really can save you, you know, especially over uh, a 30 year period. All right. Do you have any predictions for 2024? I know that's not really the wheelhouse or the purview of a financial advisor to be looking in the crystal ball. But, you know, you, you've been through this a few times. What do you think is going to happen? You know, it's one of those things as you, you know, it's obviously unpredictable. You know, we're going to be in an interesting time with where interest rates are right now uh, with the election year as well, how that could shake things up. Um, So we have to be very careful. I think in the first half of this year, we should have, you know, some moderate growth in in the market and and that. But uh, I I would be a little bit more cautious heading into, you know, the second half of the year, keeping my eyes on unemployment, um, GDP. We could potentially the second half of this year, you know, fall into a a small recession. I wouldn't, I would, if that happens, I don't think it's going to be anything catastrophic. We're not looking at a 2008 or anything like that. Uh, but uh, some sort of you—you you would think we would need some sort of uh, correction uh, in the market, kind of bring things back pre-COVID. You know, those COVID—it's hard right now because all the numbers that uh, the analysts look at, and, and you're trying to gauge things with housing and things like that. Everything has changed so much since COVID. So we need to—we need something to happen to where those numbers make sense again. Yeah. And I think one of the things that uh, voters are going to be watching, even if they don't consciously do it, it happens when you go to the store inflation. If that doesn't stop, if that does, because it's not going to reverse the the Snickers is never going to be less than three dollars again. But uh, if if it's still raging by the time people get to the ballot box, that's going to that's going to flip the seat of power. I can almost guarantee you. Absolutely. I'm sure the wars that are going on right now or and, and the other threatened wars are going to have a, a big impact on, you know, who's going to be either president or, you know, who's going to control the Congress and, and all of that. So it's definitely going to be an interesting year, uh, to be honest. I just remember last cycle and how exhausting it was and everybody was so hyped up. I'm hoping this year uh, everybody can kind of relax a little and then just go to the to the voter box, you know, place your your vote in there and then we can all, you know, just have a little bit of peace and not get so uh, emotionally involved in all of this. Yeah, I, look, I appreciate the positive vibe and, the, you know, the the optimistic thoughts, but I think uh, Election Day is going to look closer to the battle scene from Braveheart than what you just described. <laughs> Yeah. And it's unfortunate, you know, and and social media has a lot to do with it. Uh, We don't know what's real and what's not anymore. So that's very confusing. So, Uh, you know, for 2024, are you still giving away your book? Is that still? Oh, you know it. So, yes, you can text book B-O-O-K to 248-988. 
888-996-9696. We will send you a free copy of my book where we get into discussing things like social security, income planning and retirement, investment planning, uh, all these different things that we can get into a little bit deeper than maybe what we can all the time on this show. But again, if you text book, B-O-O-K to 248-988-9696, we'll get you a free copy. Who needs to get that book? What, what is this book about? I would say, I mean, it's a great read. I know a lot of my clients give it to their younger children as well. You know, and then when I say younger children, I mean they're adult children. Uh, but it's good because it gives you some, it doesn't matter really your age. Uh, it kind of touches on everything when it comes to, you know, investment planning and that. But especially for those folks, those pre-retirees, maybe you're five years out, it'll give you some really good ideas to what you need to start doing and thinking about leading up to retirement. All right, we're talking with Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning. Again, 248-988-9696, website MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. Stick around. We'll be right back with more Retire Right with Sean Mueller. It's never too late to fine-tune your financial plans. To schedule your complimentary visit with Sean, text VISIT to 248-988-9696. That's VISIT to 248-988-9696. Errors when you're playing a game means, oh no, you're going to lose errors when you're talking about your finances means thousands of dollars. Yeah, you don't want to just throw away thousands of dollars, flush it down the toilet and just give it to the government and let them kind of blow it on frivolous stuff. Yeah, you know what? I think they get enough of my money, Sean. I believe they probably do and I feel the same way. Welcome back to Retire Right with Sean Mueller and co-host James Parker. Hey there, welcome back. You're listening to Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm your co-host, James Parker. And one of the more complex client class that Sean gets is you people who are self-employed or you own your own small business, or sometimes if you work for a really small business, it's this category of people who don't have a, a corporate job with a 401k, or, you know, if you work at a hospital, a 403b or 457, or you don't have a company plan. You don't have something when you walk in on the first day of your job, second day, you go to HR and you got to sign up for whatever plan they're in. And look, that's not enough to have a full financial plan, but it's something. If you're if you're not in that situation, you don't have anything that's given to you. All the financial planning, all the retirement savings, all the investing you're going to do, you have to actively go make it happen. And that's a level of difficulty that um, it's not something you can't overcome. People take care of their business all day. Uh, on a regular basis like that, but you have to do a little studying and you have to do uh, a little reading, some research, some conversations, and you're probably going to need a financial planner sooner than you people who have a corporate job with a 401k. Yeah. I don't think a lot of folks understand, you know, when you're self-employed, how hard it really is, not just maintaining your business, but putting into a retirement plan. Cause especially when you're starting it, you're just trying to stay afloat. You're just trying to keep your head above water and you're not really thinking about, okay, I need to put money in some, you know, uh, solo 401k or some IRA. And, and that's what we see time and time again, 34% of those self-employed folks, they don't have a retirement plan savings. They, it doesn't exist for them. So, and, and then on top of that, 40% of those folks, they don't even believe that they're going to be able to retire at age 65. So I know a lot of people, you know, they have this 
uh, notion in their head that these self-employed folks, oh, they're the ones that are uh, kind of controlling a lot of the money and things like that. But, you know, for the, for the most part, these are your family owned businesses. These, these are the folks that would, you know, love to retire at 65. But if you look around at, at your local small business, those folks are older and older. You know, you're looking at, they're running that business when they're 70, 75 years old still. So, and it's because they just, they haven't really got into saving for retirement. They don't know what accounts to put money in and what's going to benefit them the most when it comes to taxes and things like that. Well, when you don't have the employer sponsored retirement account, you know, there's some obvious things that go away. Number one, there's not going to be like an employer match. You're going to have to come up with all of it. But let's talk about uh, some of the other options that they have uh, because, you know, they have different options than people who work for a big employer. Yeah, absolutely. So there's IRAs that you can look at. There's uh, something called a SEP IRA. So those are for the 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 self-employed individuals that have at least one employee uh, where you could put uh, larger amounts in there um, as far as, uh, you know, pre-tax dollars. There's another one called simple IRA. for So those are for the self-employed individuals with under 100 employees or less. And there's rules that come into each one, how much you're, you have to contribute uh, for if you're going to contribute for yourself, you have to contribute a certain amount to your employees as well. Another one, it's called a solo 401k or self-employed 401k. Again, it will allow you to get monies in there. Um, uh, but as like other 401ks, basically, they want you to wait until 59 and a half to withdraw. Uh, that way, you know, you're not getting penalized on those uh, on those contributions. All right. We're talking with Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning about the differences that you have when it comes to retirement planning if you don't have an employer sponsored plan. Uh what about like YouTube drivers and these contractors or the guys that just pick up their toolbox and they go to a construction site every day? What do you recommend for people who are self-employed in the contractor arena? Like they don't necessarily own their own business, but do, do they do a SEP? Do they do the simple? Do they do the self-employed 401k? Like which one do you lean toward on uh, for those people? Yeah. Most of those folks will, for the most part, stick to you, your standard IRAs, Roth IRAs, traditional IRAs, things like that. You know, I'm still a big fan of of getting money in a non qualified account, so uh, an account that that isn't uh, a retirement account necessarily, uh, where you know long term capital gains you're paying 15 percent on those, because we're seeing you know at least I would say most folks would agree that taxes will be going up in the future. Um, given all the other things that we have to, to look at in this country is debt and, and everything else. So, uh, you know, yes, with the traditional IRAs and the SEPs and simples and 401ks, uh, you could get pre-tax monies in there. So you're saving now while you're working, which again, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I, I'm also a fan of getting some taxes off the table now uh, with the Roths, with, uh, you know, getting uh, some of the taxes as far as non-qualified accounts off the table, allowing that to continue to grow and then take advantage of long-term capital gains. All right. We're talking with Sean Mueller of Mueller Retirement Planning, 248-988-9696 website, MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. So let's talk about these business owners, these small business owners, these self-employed people. What else do they, do you have to walk them through? If they come in and they get a financial plan, you're not just going to Say, all right, here's a solo 401k. Now turn around and uh, we'll see in a few years. What, what else do you have to go through to make sort of 
these these big retirement decisions? Yeah, you want to go down a, th- that list. You know, where do you want to live? Uh, are you going to stay here in Michigan? Are you going to maybe go to Florida? Or are you going to do both? Uh, and then what does the cost of living look like uh, when you retire and where you're going to live? So we got to be conscious of that. Uh, what kind of things do you want to do in retirement? A lot of folks, they want to travel, which is great, but we got to fit that into your budget. Some folks, they don't want to do much of anything, especially maybe the first you know, couple of years. Uh, they're just not sure. They just want to say, look, I am done working. I'm done doing the hustle. I'm done grinding. I just want to relax for now, and then I'll figure out you know, what I actually want in the, in the future, uh, as far as how do I want my retirement to look? Um, and then really where will your income come from? Uh, we, we know, you know, social security will be a portion of your income. Uh, but what else, uh, do you own rental properties? Uh, what type of investment accounts do you have and what is the tax going to look like on those accounts? So these are all the things that we're talking about. You know, budget is always huge, uh, for those self-employed as well uh, as those, uh, regular working folks that you got to know what's going out. And for self-employed folks, it, it could be a little bit harder because sometimes, you know, a lot of that's wrapped into their business and, and then they're taking a distribution maybe at the end of the year. But, you know, it's something that will sit down and, and really help, you know, them figure the, all that out. Well, there's the, the, the question where you want to live. I don't think um, small businessmen uh, are aware of how tethered they are geographically to their, their business and what it feels like to just let go of that tether. Like if you have enough assets, you know, you've, you've had this business that you want to be in the the location, you want to be in a, a population center. So you get the most customers, or maybe you have to be near like an oil refinery because that's your business, or you have to be near a port because you, you know, you run a bar or something. All of a sudden you have this freedom of movement and that must be a great sort of freedom feeling. Absolutely. And, you know, we have a client, they were kind of doing double time. They were living a little bit in Florida. Uh, and then, you know, the majority of in Michigan, that's where their business was. A couple years ago, they sold their business. So now they basically spend the majority of their time in Florida. You know, you're t- looking at no state taxes there. Um, but they at least had a little bit of an idea of how they wanted their retirement to look so we can continue to plan for that. And, you know, at this point, it's working well for them. They're very happy living the majority of the time in Florida, you know, coming back in the summers here in Michigan, enjoying the weather here. But, you know, like days like uh, right now where uh, we're, it's, a, it's a little chilly out, it's a little gray out, Florida doesn't sound too bad. All right. So what else goes into creating this comprehensive retirement strategy? Because, you know, you've got the, the money part uh, taken care of, 401k investments, maybe an outside brokerage account. Then you talk about some of these other lifestyle decisions. Where do you want to live? What, what what cost of living are you willing to take on? How, you know, how big do you want your house to be? Where's your income going to come from? What else? Yeah, you need to to really find out where you're at right now. For instance, for those folks that are potentially five years from retiring, you need to really get a plan together. And if you don't have a real plan, if you just have some investments thrown together, that's not a plan. Remember that. You need to really see, okay, where are we right now? Is it realistic for us to retire in five years? And what does that look like? How are we going to exit the business? Are we going to uh, you know, take a certain payout over a certain uh, time frame? So in, even though that might 
not come to fruition as far as when you end up selling that business, at least give us a good idea of how to start approaching your actual retirement plan. But you need to find out where you're at now, what you're spending now, how much do you have and how do you have it invested and how can we strengthen that? And then taking a look at what your future income streams might look like. And these are all the things that when you come in and sit down with us, I mean, we're going over step by step and, and we're making sure that you guys can see exactly what that's going to look like. So at, at what timetable does this level of planning need to start? As far as like what age or... or yeah, I don't know. Is it an age or is it when you're five years away from retirement or 10 years away from retirement or when you reach a certain asset level? Like once you get to like half a million dollars then you really need to start putting a plan together, uh, what would be the trigger to, that makes th this a necessity? Yeah, I I'm a big fan of, you know, if you're even thinking about maybe 10 years out, sit down with a professional and start going over these different ideas and, and what's going on in, in your head. Because you'd rather jump on it early than wait and just say, oh, well, I'm five years out or I'm three years out. Well, there are things you could have been doing, you know, for, for the last five to eight years that can improve your retirement and make sure you're not making a mistake. What happens if you're, if you're say, say you're 10 years out and you thought about planning, but you didn't. Okay. Five years goes by. Now you're five years out and all of a sudden we hit a recession. And it could be a bad one. It could be an 08. And now that's going to totally derail what your plan was uh, as far as when you wanted to retire. But maybe if you had sit, sat down with somebody, you know, uh, 10 years, you know, earlier than than that, uh, they could have really guarded some of your assets and make sure you weren't going to make a huge potential mistake. Or if we went into a recession, it's okay. You were protected uh, and, and you actually had a plan for that. All right, we're talking with Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning, 248-988-9696. His website, MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. When we return, we're going to continue with some more advice for small business owners. You self-employed people and your different challenges when you prepare for retirement. That's coming up next on Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Reserve a complimentary copy of Sean Mueller's book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise. Simply text the word book to 248-988-9696. That's book to 248-988-9696. Have you saved enough? What are you going to do with Social Security? What will your taxes look like in retirement? Sean Mueller at Mueller Retirement Planning believes retirement planning should be easy, and you should be able to get all the information you need in one place. That's why Sean and his team created the Retire Right Pack, a comprehensive resource for your retirement. In it, you'll find a copy of his book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise. This book will help guide you through retirement with insight on taxes, social security, income, and much more. To get your Retire Right pack, text Right to 248-988-9696. In addition to the book, you'll also receive updated resources on retirement's most common concerns. Get your Retire Right pack from Sean Mueller at Mueller Retirement Planning now by texting Right to 248-988-9696. That's Right to 248-988-9696. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. A lot of times you end up spending more in retirement, even though you think in your head you're not going to. Now you have all this time on your hands. You want to do all the things you didn't have time to do while you were working. 
Welcome back to Retire Right with Sean Mueller and co-host James Parker. Hey there, welcome back. This is Retire Rights with Sean Mueller. I'm your co-host, James Parker. Now, Sean Mueller is a financial advisor here locally and helps people go through this process over and over and over. So when I talk about small business owners facing unique challenges, I'm talking about what uh, I've read, I've seen anecdotally from some of my friends or family friends or some relatives or whatever. But Sean has walked hundreds of people through this process. And I, you know, I wish I got to see more of this because the small business owner, one of the unique challenges he has compared to people who are employees of some other company is if you're an employee of, you know, Ford or you're an employee of Microsoft or any giant corporation, when you're ready to retire, you just give them notice, give them your access card and chunk a deuce and walk out. But you can't do that if you're a small business owner. If What, what are you going to do? If you own a garage, like a, just say you're a diesel mechanic. What about that big hydraulic lift? You, you're just going to leave that on the property and walk off and whoever's going to deal with it has to deal with it. What about the property? What if you own your garage? What are you going to do with that building? Are you just going to let it rot and pay taxes on it the rest of your life? No, you're going to have to sell it. You're going to have to sell all that equipment in there. Maybe you're going to sell it all intact. Someone else wants to start a diesel garage shop or maybe someone else wants that building for something else. And so you, th- there is a process. You can't just walk away from your job like a regular old employee can. Yeah, and what you really want to do is continue, if you're a small business owner, continue to build your business. That way it's more attractive when it comes time to exit the business. And every business is going to be a little bit different as far as your exit strategy goes. A lot of folks, you know, they're looking for that that payday, that maybe that one lump sum and then they're done. Uh, other folks, they'll, they'll get some monies up front they'll get paid a certain amount over the next five years. Maybe they'll stay on and work for a year or two. Uh, and it could be even in a, in a part-time capacity, just making sure that the transition is is easy. So, and, and depending on, again, the type of business you are in, that is going to dictate potentially how the sale is going to look. So these are things that you need to start thinking about uh, you know, at least uh, five years or so prior to selling your business. So you have a good idea of, all right, well, these are my few options of, of how I could go about selling my business. Uh, and a lot of folks, it could be you're going to give it to your children. I don't mean give it to them. They're going to pay you a certain percentage uh, over maybe 10 or even 20 years off the business to where they don't have to come up with a huge lump sum of money uh, to, to purchase the business from you. Yeah. And, you know, you only really get to go through that process once for most people selling your small business. So you might want to get it right. And I, I look, I really like the idea of when you're ready to retire, not shutting everything down, but trying to turn that into some form of income. People that have been able to pull that off. How brilliant is that? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, and I would say more and more that's what we see is that you know they'll get some form of a lump sum up front, but then they'll get, they'll get continued payments for roughly about five years. Some folks will stay on one or two years just to make sure that the business you know is going to be able to continue to to thrive, and they're not making a mistake of just hey we're just going to exit, leave it to somebody, and now this person has to pay me X amount of money over the, over the remaining four or so years. Uh, so there, there's definitely creative ways to go about it and you can get your business evaluated. There's companies out there that will take a look at your industry and, you know, go over your books and everything and help you get a real evaluation of your company. So you have a good idea of 
you know, what it's worth and, and the other, you know, potential structures. Because when you're talking about uh, those structures, you got to think about taxes as well. If you're just getting a, a huge lump sum of money and you're paying, you know, 40% taxes on that lump, maybe that's not the most efficient way for you. But if you're able to spread it out over five or so years, that could be a much more effective way as far as not paying uh, such a large amount in taxes. Well, I also uh, have observed, again, my experience is anecdotal. You've actually walked through this in a professional setting, but many small business owners just don't bother saving for retirement and their exit plan is their retirement. The one I'm thinking about is a family friend who owned a gas station. Well, he owned the the store and someone else owned the, the gas part of it. I don't know how that works, but there was two owners. And so he sold his controlling interest in the store for like one point something million dollars. And he didn't have anything saved. That was his retirement plan. And I, I thought that was just an, an incredibly brave way to go about it. But how common is that? I would say that's probably more common than you think. Uh, again, it kind of leads us into what we were talking about earlier with a lot of small businesses. They're just not planning uh, retirement as far as, hey, I'm going to put X amount into an IRA you know, every single year. They're, they're not worried about that. They're just worried about making sure that their business continues to be successful and continues to be profitable. And that's kind of their goal is, hey, the day I exit is, is really the day where I get all of my retirement income or a huge portion of my retirement income. Planning early for your exit strategy is something that you're going to recommend because you're a financial advisor. What are you going to say? Wait till the last second. But what are some of the things that you miss out on if you don't plan early? What opportunities are lost? Oh, I, and I, you know, unfortunately I've seen it in other industries when you're taking a look at like commodities, like scrap metal and things like that, where, you know, if you're not planning to where prices are now, as far as what your businesses could be uh, valued at, and you're waiting until, you know, a few years from now, and then all of a sudden commodities are down, your business is only worth, you know, a third of what it was a few years ago. So these are things that you got to, you know, start to consider as well, um, because that might change when you're going to sell your business as far as you know, what type of environment we're in. Maybe you do want to work another five years, but you, you, technology is changing and it's going to be harder for your business to continue to compete and grow. So maybe, you know, now or the next three years is the, the proper time to look to, to get an exit plan together. So, you know, there's a lot of different factors that go into it. So starting early is definitely the way to go. And, you know, you're you're not starting 15 years early. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in your business over that amount of time. But, you know, just understanding maybe, you know, seven years out or something like that, or, you know, just having uh, some information is is key, just so you, you're aware of, you know, what's changing in your industry and how that could affect your retirement. All right, Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning. Tell me about your book giveaway again, because I think uh, a lot of people's first step could be just filling their head with what's coming out of that book. Yeah, I think that would be a great start for folks is to text book, B-O-O-K, to 248-988-9696, and we'll send you a free copy of my book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise, where we're touching on all of this stuff. And I think it would create a good foundation for those folks. That way, when you come in and you sit down with us, you, you've already read the book. You've got a lot of solid information. It helped kind of get your mind going so you know the proper questions to ask and things like that. So 
9696. Text book to that number. We'll send you a free copy. Uh, you can go to our website, MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. You can book a, an in-office appointment if you'd like. We have uh, dinner seminars coming up as well. Go onto our website. You can see all the upcoming dates of these dinner seminars where we're going over all of this stuff. Again, we're giving you this information. We pride ourselves in, in giving back, giving you guys this information so you guys can make the proper decisions for your retirement. Where are you located? Yeah, we're in Southfield, just south of 696 off of Evergreen Road, uh, right across the street from the Southfield Public Library in the Atrium Building. And we're very, so uh, again, uh, centrally located, making it easy for everybody to be able to get to, depending on what city you live in here in Metro Detroit. But we would love to see you in person again. We're just south of 696 off of Evergreen Road in Southfield. All right, I'm James Parker. That's Sean Mueller. You've been listening to Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Please remember that converting an employer plan account to a Roth IRA is a taxable event. Increased taxable income from the Roth IRA conversion may have several consequences, including, but not limited to, a need for additional tax withholding or estimated tax payments, the loss of certain tax deductions and credits, and higher taxes on Social Security benefits and higher Medicare premiums. Be sure to consult with a qualified tax advisor before making any decisions regarding your IRA. Retire Right is the name of our radio show. It is used solely for marketing purposes and should not be seen as a promise or guarantee of investment results or preservation of principle. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. Mueller Retirement Planning is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. AWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. are not subject to investment advisor requirements. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as a sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Mueller Retirement Planning is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. This radio show is a paid placement.